Omegaville, a perfect city in a perfect world, located in the land of tomorrow. Not much a change since yesterday. Life in Omegaville is boring, but a good boring. The sort of boring rich, affluent persons like myself so often encourage to keep the working classes where they belong. This man is Charles Daniels, political leader, war marketeer, housewife, monkey molester. The people don't need to know that! Daniels rules over the people of Omegaville with a cruel tyranny to which many can only aspire. Wouldn't it be great to rule the masses with cruel tyranny, Bob? Oh yeah, that's my aspiration, Tony. But apart from Bob and Tony, the commentators of our modern society, there are the innocent and the helpless. And I love what I can do to them. Mr. Average of 33 Crescent Lane is walking home in the bright, sunny afternoon of Omegaville, enjoying the perfect peacefulness of his residential neighborhood. When, to his horror, a group of small Nazis grab him, tie him up, and take Mr. Average into their van, holding him hostage for no reason whatsoever. Oh, I love doing that to the citizens. My glorious compatriots, the Soviet Nazis, can you believe that? The narrator himself has declared us Nazis, but we all know that nothing can be fairer or farther from the truth. They must purify Omegaville and this audio program from the evils of the narrator. And that is when he made his fatal mistake. The great leader of these men had allowed his secret to slip. He was in fact Canadian. A Canadian Nazi? So like, hockey is the superior sport, eh? Soon the maple leaf flag held all of Omegaville in terror. A regime of evil and maple syrup gripped the foundation of society. Wouldn't it be great to grip the foundation of society, Bob? Oh yeah, that's my favorite thing to grip, Tony. Is it just me or does green jello make you kind of horny? Jello? You mean that jiggly dessert stuff? Yeah, and those green M&Ms. They just make me want to crawl into bed with another man. Why is that, Tony? Uh, you're gay, Bob. Oh yeah, that explains it. We are not against homosexuality. In fact, we support everyone's choice to be gay. Not that that's a choice everyone makes. I mean, some people go through life without having a single homoerotic fantasy. I'm sure. I myself have thought long and hard about men and and decided that they weren't for me. I used to go camping with my Uncle Ted. I would often wonder... No, bad example. I didn't mean to make any insertions into... Oh, oh I'm sorry. Sorry. Need to back up for a moment. No! Oh, I'm just going at my own ass here. Ooh. I don't want to seem to be ramming the point home, but... Ah, you see, uh, gay people often get the shaft. No... Uh, I see me going down by the minute. Uh, well, my bottom line is, ah, uh, people, whatever they choose, should have a tight grip and a firm dumb. I didn't mean that at all. I need a good stiff drink. Oh, bugger. What do the people of Omegaville think? I'm not interested in homosexuality. I'll get bored of always doing the same thing. Our intellectual joke requirement has been met. And now, pussy. That's disgusting. I, for one, respect disgusting things. They make my sex life more interesting. <coughs> Bobo, put down that whip! Ow! Bad monkey! Ooh, bad monkey! Today, 
On Omegaville Points of View, we are going to examine sex with animals. Now, to avoid sensationalism and get right to the heart of the issue, we are going to be speaking today with the ones who are all too frequently not given a voice on television. That's right, the animals themselves will talk to us about their experiences. First, we have Fido. Good evening, Fido. We also have Polly with us tonight. Excellent. Bobo? Thank you. And last but not least, Jerry the gerbil. Thank you, Michael. Now, Jerry, let's start with you as you speak English. Yes, most of my fellow panel members are more well-versed in French and German. Really? I was under the impression that they were less linguistically developed than yourself. Oh, no, let me demonstrate. Parlez-vous français, Bobo? Mais oui. That's incredible. Oh, nothing really. Most animals speak a variety of human languages. Oui. Well... Why haven't these animals said something to their owners earlier? What, and spoil a good thing? I mean, there's no mating dances or territorial fights in the suburbs. It's just sex, sex, sex. Oh, yeah. That's disgusting. We are sorry to report that the last segment did not, in fact, feature actual animals, but instead dangerous perverts, most notably the cast. I'm not a pervert. No, the great control voice said you're a pervert, so you must be. Well, the great control voice has most definitely got it wrong. I am a refined, healthy, young English lady. What better candidate for perversion can there be? Name one reason you couldn't be a kinky fiend who didn't mind a bit of a spanking. Spanking? Is that supposed to be perverted? Well, I think it is. My word, whatever will you think when I tell you about the farm animals? of Omegaville, my fellow party members, really nice fascists everywhere. Now is the time to join forces with Charles Daniels and to fight the evil narrator. Greetings, you lovely oppressed bastards, you. I have to say that in all the cities and all the social revolutions, I couldn't have asked for a more loyal citizenry to viciously use for my own sense of power and greed. Really, dominating you masses for so many years has made me feel so much more secure about the size of my penis. Thank you. You're all so kind. I think every one of us is aware that it's time to band together to take out the heartless narrator and let an honest psychopath rule Omegaville once and for all. Nothing in the world can stop... Screw Charles Daniels. I control what you see, what you hear, and what happens to each and every one of you. The people of Omegaville are mine! 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 I can do anything! All to show those bastards! <clears throat> to his shock and terror, the entire population of Omegaville transformed into wild animals before Daniels' very eyes. <laughs> Oh, thank you! My dream come true! I shall finally rule over a planet of animals! Alas, Charles Daniels was a sicker bastard than even your humble narrator ever expected. This was a setback. A diversion was needed. And now, 20 seconds of music. I go my chicken. You got to know you're a chicken. Sadly, the chickens of Omegaville were not safe from Daniels's perverse lusts. Those he did not have his way with, he had his way with curry. 
Life is even more boring in a world of animals, but a lot more delicious. For days, I tried everything in my power to make Daniels go insane, but my every attempt was met with greater perversion. And now, a plea from a member of the cast. Um, look. Charlie's written hours and hours worth of sketches, and in every single one, he finds a way to fuck something. If you know of something Charles can't fuck, please send it to us. Dairy and delivery for you, sir. Oh, thank you. Hmm, I think I could fuck this. Uh... I've had worse. It's still disgusting. Okay, it smells awful, but at least I don't have to lick it first. Desperate for peace in Omegaville, I, your humble narrator, decided to take the form of actual physical matter, leaving my ghostly omniscient nature behind for a brief moment. Hmm, that tingled. So at last, the great narrator shows his face. Indeed I have. Well, I'm going to pretend you haven't. The audience will never know the difference. They don't need to know about your big heads, 13 eyes, and 15 grotesque noses. Uh, what are you talking about? I look perfectly normal. Oh yeah, try to pull that off on the audience. Don't let them know that the true control of Omegaville all these years has been a green, scaly beast with 19 heads and 36 toenails. That's just silly. Why are you making this stuff up? Well, it makes for a more exciting meeting, doesn't it? We have been told from naysayers everywhere that purely visual jokes simply won't work in an audio program. Well, we're about to prove everyone miserably wrong. Critics, prepare to eat crow, because now, for the first time in audio, we present... Our Entirely Visual Joke. They were right! So many questions are left unanswered from the dark days of the Second World War. Here to speak with us today is Winston Churchill. Churchill, what do you think about Adolf Hitler? Hitler. Brutal. Vicious. Canadian. The great question which still lingers in the mind of so many people is, would Hitler have been sexier as a woman? Hitler would have been much sexier. Hallo, ich bin Hitler. Ich bin ein hübsches deutsches Mädchen. Wie komme ich am besten zur Bäckerei? Sie verstehen, ich brauche eine Brot für meine Sandwiches, die ich für die Weltkonquest benutzen werde und ich um das Tempo zu führen brauche. Meanwhile... Aha! I, Charles Daniels, have successfully 86 the 19-headed, 13-eyed, 15-nosed, 36-toe-nailed narrator. No, you didn't. I'm still here. Damn! Obviously, there's no reasoning with a loony like you. Look, I just want to be the most powerful force in Omegaville. There's something about having total control over the lives and deaths of the citizens of Omegatropolis. It's, well, just, just really nice. 
It makes me feel all gooey inside. I don't want to hear about your gooey bits, Daniels. I am the narrator, and so I must remain. How about this? You control the people of Omegaville, and I get to have the audience. What? The audience? You want them? Those sad, pathetic losers? You've got to be kidding me! You would really give up control over the masses of Omegaville in exchange for those poor excuses for human beings? I mean, even considering to begin to describe their foulness sickens me! Ugh! Those sad, repugnant, obnoxious, filthy, verminous brutes! Well, when you put it that way, it's better than nothing, I guess. If you want them, you can have them. Ugh! Just thinking about it makes me feel dirty. What? I love that feeling in the morning! You may think we are being harsh on you, the audience, but take a moment to consider the facts. We spend many hours writing and editing the scripts, discussing ideas, and making editorial decisions. Gimp Boy here gathers and edits all the dialogue, music, and sound effects into a seamless whole. And you, the audience, sit there on your fat asses and laugh at us. You bastards! You should be helping us, but no, you're sitting there, you lazy bastards, with your internet connections and your T1 lines, downloading gigs of porn at speeds we can only imagine. What about us? When will you take some fucking initiative and make a show for us to laugh at? You can't be bothered as long as we're trying our miserable hearts out trying to entertain you. I haven't slept for three damn days just trying to write this bit, and I don't even know if it's really all that good. I mean, so far I've only got to say fuck once and you've gotten all the laughs. Maybe I should write something nice for myself, like a ten-minute blowjob sequence. But you'd be offended! Damn touchy bastard! Screw the lot of you! I don't need you! I can masturbate! I'm not proud! this show were on radio, we would be long overdue for a commercial. So instead of a commercial, let's have some sex! Now aren't you glad you're not listening to the radio? Hey Bob, you know that last segment reminded me of something my own dear mom once said to me. Really, Tony? Yes. My mom once said to me, Tony... There are so many people in the world, and each of them is their own person in their own special and unique way. And if you really take the time to get to know someone, you'll always find something to really hate about them. Well, that's beautiful, Tony. Pass the bong. The government of Omegaville does not support drug use. Each citizen has to pay for their own fix.
People of Omegaville, I have compiled a series of books of our greatest comedic achievements. This will ensure that you will all have the greatest possible access to material with which to amuse the audience. For a random example from Volume Q, the comic master Fizzlebottom. Hello, hello, I am Fizzlebottom, and I have distinguished myself in Volume Q by writing the best joke ever to include the word Queasel. Please, Mr. Fizzlebottom, tell us the best joke ever to include the word Queasel. Alrighty. <laughs> what sound does a Queasel make? I don't know. But who's the Queasel? That's fucking awful. But it's a joke with the word Queasel. It's not a very good one. It's the only joke with the word Queasel. Therefore, it's a masterpiece by default. There's a fault in something, I can tell you. All right, then. Go ahead if you can think of a better one. Queasel! <laughs> you. I'll update the book as soon as I clean it up. Yes, and remember to write that I have written the worst joke ever to include the word Queasel. Don't forget that. It's the only other joke with the word Queasel in it, and it's no good at all. So it must be crap by default. Um, Israel, are you busy? No, no. I'm just doing all the work here. Trying to make this crap sound right as usual. No big deal. I mean, it helps to have you talking over what I'm working on. Really. Great. You see, I'm a bit uncertain if we should really include that rant against the audience in the final cut. You mean the one where you called them a bunch of lazy fat bastards? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's okay. But do you think I ended it well with the masturbation comments? I'm not going to say anything. It's your masturbation scene. Yeah, this whole damn show is my masturbation scene. Now that the evil Daniels holds you, the audience, in his grasp, and you sick bastards are just the sort to enjoy that sort of thing, I have to pleasure myself with the people of Omegaville. It's good to be naughty. Meanwhile, the people of Deltaville were debating their own destiny. My fellow Deltans, as you all know, our city has been without a controlling narrator for three months. While this has been good for public morale at large, I, the elected senator, have been deprived of certain arrangements which ensured that I would be surrounded by a harem of basketballs. Now basketballs simply bounce away from me in knowing terror. The sound sinks my heart. Still, we have news that Daniels of Omegaville has attempted to take over narrator duties there. If we could persuade him to rule over Deltaville, my problems would be solved. We can't let Daniels take over Deltaville. Why not? You know why. What the man does in public car parks is his own business. If Daniels comes to Deltaville, we'll all leave. Where else will you go? There are only so many letters in the Greek alphabet, you know. Kepperville, Thetaville, Epsilonville, Sigmaville or Gammaville, they are all nice places to live. Oh, Gammaville, they have all that radiation. I say we go to Betaville. No, they're still testing that. Only a fool would go with Beta. VHSville for us all! And so the people of Deltaville went to the magical land of VHSville, where they formed two incompatible factions of PAL and NTSC.
there was some converting between the factions. Do you accept the holy faith of Pal? Do you renounce the unholy evil of NTSC, never twice the same color, and agree that 625 scan lines is the only way to salvation? Arr, I do, Father! Do you accept the 25 sacred frames every second? I most certainly do! Then I pronounce you Pal-compatible. Amen. Amen! But even with these personal victories, the world was divided, and they all killed each other miserably ever after. The end. That was Sidfuso, a badly recorded and shabbily edited audio program featuring the voices of Charles Daniels, Andrew Hobbs, Claire Murrell, and Israel Brown. Sidfuso was created by Charles Daniels. Some of the music we ripped off was March from a Clockwork Orange on the Clockwork Orange soundtrack, Deus Box Brandenburg Concerta No. 5, Movement 1, Know Your Chicken by Steve Amato on the album Viva La Woman, various bits of the 1812 Overture by Tchaikovsky, Oh, Canada from God knows where, and some other crap. Charles Daniels, Six Fucks, Two Monkey Molestations, and a Blowjob.